Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Amen. We want to talk a little bit about after the cross. Somebody say after the cross. How many know that the church began its work after the cross? So many times people get excited about what the cross did for us. And the cross did some wonderful things for us. It, it, you know, it, it, it made it so we, that you know, we no longer had to share part with Lucifer in the lake of fire. Amen. Somebody say thank you Jesus for that. But the cross meant much more than just a uh, escape hatch from going to hell. I'm going to say that again. Jesus' death on the cross was more than uh, just us missing hell. And so many times we, we get excited as believers just because we're, we, we are not on our way to hell anymore. But Jesus said in John 10 and 10 that I come that you might have what, y'all? Life. And life more abundantly. So if it was just about us going to heaven, as soon as we accepted Jesus, it's time for God to just knock our lights out and then we go be with him. Right? If it was just about that. But God saved us for the purpose of him getting glory out of our lives. I believe that when God saved us, he returns us back to the original state where he created Adam and Eve so that he could fellowship with them. So that they can share the joys of blessing his children and seeing his likeness, seeing his image in the earth, doing what he would do, speaking like he would speak and behaving like he would behave. Amen. And so I believe that that is, that is the true work of the cross. And so we're going to talk about a couple of things. And what we're going to do, y'all, we're just going to have to do some open conversation. And, and um, I told some of the people, that, you, know, you know, there's no need to try to be prolific. I just want you to, I and the people of God want to hear what's in your heart. Amen. Amen. If, uh, and there are three things we just want to study, for, uh, focus on. The first thing is freedom of the cross. Somebody say freedom. freedom. It is important that we understand that the first thing that the cross gave us was freedom. Somebody say freedom. freedom. Galatians 5.1 says, says this, y'all. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit yourselves to the yoke of slavery or bondage again. I believe that when we accepted the completed work, somebody say the completed work, what is the completed work? The completed work of Jesus Christ is he, even though man had sinned and there was a chasm between man and God the Father, Jesus came and he bridged the gap. The word of God says that he was the atonement. What is atonement? When you atone for something, that means you, you pay the debt and you made something complete and full. When Jesus came, he made the debt that was owed for our sin complete and full. He completed the transaction. And by doing that, he set us free. Somebody say, he set me free. Is anybody glad that you've been set free in this place? 
I mean, so my first question to the panel, and I guess we'll start down here with Sister Ray, we work our way down. What does it mean to be free? And then secondly, what part do I play in my own freedom? I'll start with you, Sister Ray. I believe that in, uh, in Christ was crucified, hung, bled, and died on Calvary's cross, that he did it because of his love for us. He loved us so much that he was willing to give his life for us so that we could be free. And we are free now, free from the bondages of sin, free to receive and accept the salvation and to accept all that he died for us. He has done everything that we need to be set free, to, to be reconciled back into God. Hallelujah. God himself sent his only begotten son, Jesus, and he was willing. He didn't shrink back. It said, but for the joy, but for the joy that he saw, he, he, he despised the shame. And he went to the cross. He went through all of that suffering. And as Pastor preached last week, there were, he, he, he looked like a monster. He was beaten so that you couldn't even recognize him. But he was willing to do that because of his love for us. And because he shedded his blood for us, completed the transaction so that now we are free to be who he called us to be. And he has called each and every one of us to go forth. And he went on, he said he would send a helper. He would send the Holy Spirit. And you know, it, it just blesses my heart to know that he said, don't, when they were waiting, he said, don't go anywhere until the helper comes, until the Holy Spirit comes. So we should not go anywhere without the Holy Spirit. And we can only have the Holy Spirit when we receive and accept Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we should not squander that privilege that he gave us. Because it cost him his life. It cost him everything. Amen. Everything. And I praise God that I sit here this morning. And hallelujah, I thank God for the cross. Because the enemy attacked me last night and this morning. And I was sick. I didn't think I was going to be able to come. I said, Lord, I promise and I thank God, hallelujah, for his almighty power, the power of the cross that I was able to receive, that grace and that mercy that I needed to receive healing that he paid for on the cross. He was when he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. And you can be healed. Hallelujah. Whatever we have need of, we can be healed. We can be free because we're free to receive. We don't have to be afraid and, and afraid to approach the throne of grace. Because he said, come boldly, yeah. boldly. So thank God for the freedom that he gave, that he shed his blood for. We are free. Hallelujah. He said, there's now therefore no condemnation. That's it. No condemnation. So we thank God for the freedom after the cross, that we are free to be who he called us to be. Yeah. We don't have to shrink back. We don't have to be afraid because he didn't give us a spirit of fear. 
Hallelujah. And I thank God that I was able to approach the throne of grace this morning. Hallelujah. And I thank God that I feel good right now. Oh, God, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, God, for the freedom of the cross. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. Somebody put a hand up for Sister Ray. Amen. Sister Charlotte, open up for you, sister. I think Sister Ray covered it all. It's hard to follow, but I know. Come on. Um, but when I think of uh, free, I think of an awakening, um, especially when you don't even know that you're in bondage or you're in prison or you're bound. When you are finally awake and then to know the endless potential of that awakening. You know, when I think of freedom, especially through the cross, that's, that's what I think of. As far as the second part of that question, what is my responsibility? Because of that awakening, my responsibility then is not so much to try and figure out how to do this on my own, but to think back on what our Father did through his Son through the cross. And so if, if I fall or if, you know, if I fail in something, which I will do, which we will do until we you know, see him face to face, I can think back on what he did. One of my favorite, favorite scriptures is when Jesus said, in this life you will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. I mean, I can live off of that scripture alone to know that because of what he did, he awakened me to a life in him yeah. and now I can I can seek and run after my full potential in him and not have to worry you know we're going to rub shoulders with the world and, and we're going to mess up but we don't have to you know we'll fall down but we don't have to stay down because he has awakened us to a newness in him so that's my take amen sister Selena the freedom of the freedom of the cross I feel that when God put everything on the cross, I was free to praise God. I was free to just testify what he has done for me. Even when I first gave my life to Christ years ago, you know, sometimes we take freedom and go left field with it. Mm -hmm. Think we can justify the fact. Mm -hmm. Thinking that we can keep sinning and say, oh, God, go keep forgiving me and keep, um, keep forgiving me. But we can't keep justifying the fact. Because that ain't that type of freedom. Because we will have consequences. But freedom, we are, we just like free to speak, free to do whatever, but make sure, we all have to make sure it's still a godly way for freedom. But like I say, he bared the cross, put my sickness, put my health, put everything, my struggles, them strongholds, put it on the cross so I can be free. That's how I look at freedom. Well, John? Praise the Lord. Well, well, at first, um, freedom really didn't mean anything to me until I once realized that I was bound. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, I was a good guy. I didn't bother anybody. I didn't cause no trouble. I was thinking to myself that I was okay. I could do what I wanted to do, live how I wanted to live, 
and I thought everything would be all right. I was okay. I would, you know, everybody knows that you've seen the uh, video. I was the party guy. I didn't. I, I went to a few clubs, but party, I was right? a house party dude. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I remember that. I'm trying to tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> if I heard of a house party, I didn't even have to know you. But I'm coming to your party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know that I come there, I got my drink on, my smoke on, I did. I lived, I did, you know, what I did. You know what I'm saying? Until I started getting into the word of God and realized that I was bound. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about freedom until I, you know, started getting into because I didn't know anything about you know, when we think about slavery, you know, we think about someone is standing over us with a whip and making us do, but we don't realize that when you are bound with sin, that there may not be a physical person there, but there is a force that is behind that, that is driving you and making you do things that you intentionally really wouldn't do. I understand what Paul was saying, that the good that I would do, but evil is always present. You know, I want to do good. I didn't want to hurt anyone, but then I find myself in altercations and, and fights, and, and when I would take the alcohol, I thank God for delivering me from that because when I would drink the alcohol, I had a fighting spirit. And I didn't understand why I act the way that I act and did the things that I did until I learned that Christ took every sin that I would ever commit and nailed it to a cross. And then not just nail it to a cross, but took it to a grave. And he got up, but he buried that which had me bound. And now I stand and sit here free. And I understand freedom now. So freedom that, that plays a big part in my life. And you know, I know some of you know look at me and say, oh, he don't look like he did nothing. That's God. <laughs> Believe me, that's God. That ain't got nothing to do. And I will not sit up here and stick my chest. I would not dare do that because the Bible says if you're going to boast and brag, you boast and brag in Christ Jesus. Amen. God is a deliverer. And if he, had, if he delivered me, he can deliver you. You just have to want it. You want to be free. Amen. What's that? give his best for me. You know, I was that, you know, Teddy P, I was that sneaky guy. You know, I was behind the scenes doing my sneakiness. But I, but I thank God that I was able to uh, keep it real with God. And I, I think once you realize God knows it all, you can fool a few people, but you can't fool God. And, and that's one thing that I learned. You know, I was saved at 13 I'm 37 now, but it's still a transition each and every day I'm working. But, but I realize 
once I found out that God knows it all, he sees everything, you got to get it right. You got to get it right. And, and my love story was me and God. He took my sneakiness, my lies, uh, my, my dirty ways, uh, liking the girls, you know, doing, you know, different things. I'm not going to go into detail about that. But the fact that he loved me anyway. The fact that I saw what you did, I know you did it, but I love you anyway, and here's my gift, my son, will you receive it? And when I took the time and asked God to forgive me and I took his gift, then I became free. And the result is I have to stay free because every decision I make, every move I make, it determines how free I'm going to get. Because every day you have God talking to you and you have the enemy talking to you. And each day you have to decide, who am I going to listen to today? Am I going to be free in God and his will and his work and his ways for me? Or am I going to go back to the past and be bound to the things that I loved and I desired and the things that I wanted to do? Sin, sin is good, but the end result is death. So... For anybody who is out there thinking this, it's going to be like this all the time, the enemy is going to pull your card one day. And he's going he's gonna to take what he required. So I say in the end, my freedom is uh, each day I have to choose to be free by my actions and my deeds. Amen. Brother Bob? Um, for me, when I think about freedom at the cross, I think about relationship um, because it wasn't until the action was done at the cross, Jesus gave his life, that the relationship um, with, with God became, for me, alive. The relationship starts to take on a new meaning that, uh, for me, is that love, grace, and faith it's all made available to me, and there's nothing that I could ever do to uh, change that. Grace has made it all possible for me to make mistakes, for me to go to him, to talk to him about the things that I struggle with, and for him to love me through it, and for me to love him through it, through faith, to receive the grace to keep going. That's the freedom that um, I think about at the cross, uh, which for me, I, I feel like, uh, you know, the whole thing with the cross is, is, is significant, but the most important and the beautiful thing is the relationship. Because of the cross, I could actually have a fully functioning relationship with God. So that's, that's where I am. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. My, my, my last word, I just, you know, um, the word of God says that whom the son sets free is free indeed. Now, that, that, you know, people love to quote that, but if you dissect that scripture, that means that there are, there are degrees in freedom. <laughs> there is the freedom that, that's, you know, see, the, the devil can, he can, sometimes he can just loosen the noose on your neck and you feel like you're free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But whom the son sets free is free indeed. indeed. See, sometimes the devil, he can do, he, and, 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 and instead of uh, you feeling like this small cage around you, he just puts you in a bigger cage. And so you feel like, 
Well, you know, I, I can I, I can walk to, to further boundaries, but when you go all the way to the end of it, you still bound. You're just not as bound as you were. Because the devil is a deceiver and he will he will get us to settle for degrees of freedom when God when God through the completed work of Jesus Christ gave us the ability to be totally free. Amen. Amen. Somebody put your hands Amen. together for freedom of the cross. I just, Amen. I'm gonna just say one more thing. I'll just say over here. But in, and we've talked a lot about the bondage and the um, the burdens of sin. But I remember the greatest deliverance I got was just the um, the freedom, you know, in your mind to know that you have been chosen of God. Not not so much like, oh, I'm a special one, but just knowing that, man, God, you know, that you have a purpose for me, that I'm not just going through life, that you you're, that you have a path that you set up for me, that you knew me before you were in my mother's womb. A lot of times, you know, it's not, you know, the sin and the smoke, and I think we've talked about a lot of times, a lot of times, it's our thought process and how we look at our life and how things may have been spoken over you. You weren't, you know, made to be anything, or you were a mistake, or you were this and that. So a lot of times it's the freedom in our mind knowing that, God, wow. You know, I, I one again, I, I remember just saying, God, I didn't know. I didn't know the love you had for me. I didn't know that you had all these things planned for me. I didn't know, you know, that I was ahead and not that I didn't know that, you know, I had so much right and access through him. So I would speak to someone who, you know, just maybe, yes, that they're God, the enemy and their sin, but there's in your mind that thought process of, you know, that you're not worthy and that you didn't think you, that God made you to be anything. You are called, you are chosen by God and he has wonderful things. And, and once you understand that thought, it helps you and guides you in making decisions and relationships and makes you in all kinds of things. But I just had to say that because that, like I said, I was just sitting at home, not at home, it was during my college years, but just man, like God, I didn't know. I did not know the freedom that I already had. You know, so you're already bound. So I would say that. And, and that only came through my desire to know him. I promise you that. If you desire and want to be free, if you desire to want to do what God wants you to do, he will meet you where you are. It's our desire. If you pursue him, there's no, there's no way that he's going to deny you. He will deliver you. He will be all that you want him to be. There's so much freedom and access. But I had to share that. A lot of times in our mind, the enemy will put so many burdens of who we are. And if we don't know who we are, then all that other stuff, that, that's the sign. That's the telltale sign of all the other things. So we are free to know who we are in God and in Christ. Amen. You know, the word, the word of God says, amen. The word of God says it's with the mind that we serve God. So if I was the enemy, what would I attack you at? Your mind. Because if you got your mind, he has your ability to serve God to the fullest measure. Amen. The, ne the next topic we want to talk about real quickly is the freedom of the, not, not, uh, the access of the cross. Somebody say access. access. My wife, without even knowing, kind of did a set way right there. But I believe that through Jesus Christ, uh, we obtain access to the Father. Somebody say access. access. Word of God said that when Jesus died, said the, 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 the veil in the temple was rent from the top of, the, from the top of it to the bottom. Um, I believe it was rent from the top because it was a heavenly tear. It wasn't rent from the bottom to the top. It was rent from the top to the bottom. And by doing that, that meant that we no longer had to go through another man in order to get to God. So Jesus' completed work gave us access. I'm going to give you scripture basis around it. Ephesians 2 and 4 says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he has loved us with, even...
even we yes. who are dead in our trespasses made us alive together yes. in Christ. Man, this stuff will preach by itself. Yes. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him, meaning our elder yes. brother Jesus, in heavenly places. Somebody say access. Access. 14 says this, for he is our peace who have laid, who have made both one and have broken down the middle wall of petition between us. Jesus broke down the petition. There was a there was a big there was a big wall in between us and God. But Jesus through his blood of atonement tells somebody he broke down the petition. There's nothing blocking me. But you see, those of you that feel that God, God doesn't love you, he doesn't accept you because of what you've done, if you accept the completed work of Jesus Christ, there is nothing standing in between you and God the Father except your mindset like she was talking about. If you think you're not worthy, you won't be worthy. But the completed work means that we have access. 18 says this, for through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. So I'm just going to ask, the, not in any particular order, but anybody who just wants to chime in. Uh, what does access to the Father mean to you? And how can we as Christians maximize our access? Open it to anybody on the panel. All right. Um, the access of the cross, for me personally, was truly a, um, not a struggle, but it was a challenging process in the beginning because I was raised in church all my life, but had what you would call a form of godliness, but not really knowing the power. And it wasn't until I was, you know, in college on my own and went through many um, trials and circumstances um, that put me in situations where, God, if you don't prove yourself to me, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, you can just get to a place where you've tried everything, you've tried everybody, and nothing is working, and I just had that, what people might call a God moment. And he proved himself to me, but it was still these layers of process. Number one, piggybacking on what Lady Tiffany was saying was I didn't realize how much he loved me and what going to the cross really meant. And, and so I had to understand what the access was. And it was, a, it was a tug of war that I was really playing with myself in my mind. I would do good for a little while and then I would fall and I'd be shame and, and condemnation would fall and I'd stay out of church and I wouldn't talk to people and then I'd get into that dark place again. God, if you don't show up, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he would prove himself to me again and I, would, and, I was, and I went through a series of these, of these processes. And hindsight is always 2020 because even then, all of it had purpose. All of it had purpose to get me to right where I am, to help me understand that the access to the cross was available that whole time. Yes. That whole time, but it was through it was through his love and it was through his grace and it was and it was through the affliction and it was through the trials that he was still teaching me. Now I'm not saying that every single person, you know, has to go through that, but God knows where each and every one of us are. 
And he knows what path we all must travel to to that understanding of what he did through his son at the cross. So for me, access of the cross is a process. For some people, it may just happen, you know, in an instant. For most, you know, it's a a cycle of things that you may have have to to go through. I just um, say the access of the cross, what it means to me, uh, or either access to the Father, rather, is um, when when you really want to, if you really take a look at it, um, it's like you, you have access to get to God. When the curtain, when when the veil was rent from the top to the bottom, you used to have to have someone to go to God for you. But now that you have access to get to God for yourself, see, because you can send someone to God, but they may not give word for word what you asking God for. Oh, y'all to catch that in a minute, okay? But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, it's like you want something from God, and you need God badly. You really need God. You want God to do this, and it's dear to your heart. And God wants to do it so bad, and only you can get to God like you need to get to God then why would you waste your time sending someone else when God has given you access he has has opened up the pathway for you and he's also given us the authority that said that we can come boldly to the throne of grace Am I in the word? <laughs> Did the auditorium empty out? Because I don't see nobody saying anything. Okay, anyway. Um, but when God has given us access to get to him, so that's just like, okay, think of it like this. You know, we all have children or we're grown up as children or whatever. When we wanted something from mom or dad or whatever. Okay, yeah, you make a sin, the little brother in there or the little sister in there. But they're not going to word it exactly the way you would word it. Amen. So, you know, you, you, know, you might send brother in there and say, hey, go in there and ask mama or daddy, you know, can I have a slice of cake? They might go in there and say, he said he want a slice of cake and he want it right now. He ain't going to eat no supper. He want that. You didn't say all that. So, you know, they, see, they done went there and done added something on to it. They done said, and then next thing you know, everybody got to go to bed. Nobody get no care. <laughs> but if you go to mom and dad for yourself, you can word it just like you need to word it. So that's just like saying you going to God for yourself. You know, just like I always ask somebody, you know, okay, y'all keep praying for me. You know, and I thank God for your prayers, but I don't let it be to the point where if you don't pray for me, God is not going to move in my life because I can pray for myself. So that's what I'm trying to get you. You know, I I mean, I'm not 
trying to get you to understand. I just want you to understand that, that you have access. We have access to the cross. We have access to the Father that we can go to God. I thank God for my pastor. Preaches an awesome word. I thank God for him. And I follow and I know he's coming from the word of God. And I know he hear from God. I thank God for him. But I, I cannot hinge my life on Jesse. Oh, I'm not going to get into the word. I'm just going to wait and let Pastor Tony preach. Because if I live my life like that, I had to also understand as great as awesome as he is in God, he's still human. Man, y'all, y'all in trouble. Y'all depending on me. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and he has a lovely family that he has attended. He may sometimes may not get to get there. And so if I depending on that, depending on that, I may not get to hear what I need to hear from God. So that's really what, what I'm saying is that we need to get in the word of God and get to God for ourselves. Yes, God has put him here as the under shepherd to undergird us and to help us and to teach us the word of God. I'm not saying we come up in here and we stay up in here. Oh, I know the word just like him. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying is if God has given us access to him, we can go to God for ourselves. Amen. 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 Come on, put your hands together for Mr. Go. Amen. We're going to move on to the next subject. Amen. We want to be very respectful of your time. Amen. But I just want to just put a little bow on this. Galatians 3 and 13 and 14 says this, y'all. Say, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. How did he do that? He, he, he was made a curse for us, for it is written, Curses anyone that hangeth on a tree. Here's, the, here's, here's one of the other accesses that we have. I don't know if access is a word. But he says, he became a curse. Why? So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Now, I ain't going to start preaching. But I, I want to tell you something. That how many? I mean, I, 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 it's safe to say probably the majority of us are here, in here are non-Jews. Tell somebody you a Gentile. And the blessing that God gave to Abraham, that means that, that uh, everywhere, you, everywhere you go, I've given it to you. No, no, uh, any man that bless you, I'm going to be a blessing to you. Any man that curse, I'm going to be cursing you. I'm going to make, I'm going to multiply your seed, 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 seed is going to be blessed. Tell somebody, that's the blessing. How many can stand to walk in the blessing? Well, according to Galatians 3, 13, and 14, because Jesus became a curse. He gave us access as Gentiles to the blessing of Abraham. Now, the real travesty of the people of God is when we don't use our access. When we don't maximize our access. And I preached a sermon a long time ago called Access Granted. And when we don't, when we don't maximize our access, there can be plenty of things. Your, your, your great uncle could leave you uh, an inheritance. And you can brag to everybody. My, my uncle left me a million dollars. He left me a million dollars. But if you don't go down to the Secretary of State and show him your identification, come on, come on. it's going to sit in the treasury. So if you don't use the access you got, people of God, all the things that Jesus died for will go to waste. So what am I saying? Are we thankful for salvation and access to heaven? Yes, we are. But like we said in John 10 and 10, he died. He came to die. But he also came that we might have life on this earth and have it more abundantly. And what is a way for us to get the advantage of life is to, is, is to take advantage of our access to the blessing of Abraham. Tell somebody, I'm going to access the blessing. 
Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Are you being blessed? Amen. We got one last, one last subject, and then we're going to get out of here. Amen. Thank you so much. Because, Pray you've been blessed. Pastor Lewis, let me say, because the world, that's what they don't realize. <laughs> no, that they, no, seriously, I'm just thinking that they don't have that access. I, I, you know, when you get bad news from the doctors or family, I don't realize how the world handles it. My access is because I have Jesus. When you get something, then I can declare and say that, you know, by, my, by his stripes that I'm healed. That just because I got, a, you know, a bad report about cancer or whatever, my children aren't doing good in school. All these things, that's where my hope, that's where my access is. That's how I use that. And I don't, you know, sit and go in the corner, you get yourself together, you know, and cry. But then I, that's when I go to Jesus and say, God... When you gave us Jesus, you got you gave me everything that I need to function in day-to-day living. A lot of people don't have hope. That's why we and we know this. They're finding it in drugs and all these other things. We have such great authority and access through Jesus. That's that's how I function from day to day without his spirit. I, I don't know if I did not have that excess access nor use it. Yeah. Nor use it. All right. Then that's, I don't know where I'll be in as a wife, as a mother, you know, as a friend, as, as anything in life. That, that's just, you know, real day-to-day stuff. That's that's why the world is without the love of God and all those things. That's why the, we're in the shape that we're in. Amen. Um, access is only good if you use it. Amen. Right. amen. We all know somebody that will work at a store, amen, and they can get a, they can get a <laughs> discount, amen. Tell somebody, I'm going to use my access. I'm going to use my access. <laughs> <laughs> and if we know that naturally about getting a deal or getting 20% off, we are crazy if we don't use our access to the creator of the universe. The one that said, let that be in that world. Tell somebody, use your access, dummy. You call them dummy. They ain't going to get mad. Tell me, use your access. We got access to a healer, a provider, a protector. Tell somebody, use your access. Yes, ma'am. Come on, come on, sister. Go ahead. I just wanted to say, if we don't use our access, because you have to know that you have access. Mm -hmm. If you don't know it, then you will not use it because you are thinking that where the enemy is, you listen to the enemy. He's telling you, you don't have, you can't get, and he's telling you all of these things. He's telling you contrary to the word of God. But Mm -hmm. the only way we can know that we have access is through the word. It was the word that got up out of the grave. We call him Jesus, but sometimes we don't even think that it was the word. And in the word is everything that we have need of, access to, everything. But if we don't hear or read the word, we will not know. Therefore, we cannot and we will not have access. And that's why the devil tries to keep it from hearing the word he tells you oh don't go to church today it's raining you know he tells you all of these things don't do this don't read the word don't do this but it's because he knows if you get that knowledge if you get the word you will know what God has given you it's like having a contract an insurance policy if you don't know what's in your policy, if the storm comes and blows something down, you do not know that you have the benefit. So we have to make sure that we get the benefit. He said, in all of your getting, get understanding. That's it. Come on. So when you read the word, you will know. And if you don't know, we have a pastor. 
If we don't know, we have the Holy Spirit that we can come and he will give you revelation knowledge. I didn't always know. I used to be so afraid. Every time I had a bad thought, I thought I was, I, I was unsaved again. And I said, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? Because those thoughts kept coming. The thoughts, you know, like I said, they keep flying over your head, but you know, you can't let them build a nest up there because then you will not have the mind of Christ. You will not know what you can do and what you have, what God has given you. And you cannot and you will not claim it. And we have to get our words, our mouth right. Get our mouth. We have to declare what God said. Say what he said about it. And he said, if, if you, you can have what you say. And so that's a part of it. A lot of people say, oh, well, name it and claim it, and that's not it. But it is a part of what God said, and he told us how to do it. We have to read the word and study and know and listen to our pastors and those whom he sends so that we will know and we can have access. Amen. 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 Just to piggyback off Sister Ray, you know, Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord and forget not all of his benefits. Yes. Amen. There's benefits to being in the kingdom of God. Yes, benefits. it is. Yes, it is. All you going through, come on now. You, you got you got there's, there's some benefits to this. And it's more than just walking on streets of gold. While we're living here, you better claim your benefits. <laughs> he took stripes for your healing. Tell somebody claim your benefits. Claim your benefits. Crown of thorns was put on was put on his head yes. for the purification and the sanctification of your mind. Tell somebody to claim your benefits. Claim your benefits. Amen. Devil yes. ain't gonna let go of for free. You gotta tell him, no, devil, I don't accept this. This is not part of my benefits package. Amen. The first day you hire, you go back, you go in the back of that manual, you find out how many days you get off. <laughs> huh? Come on now, come on. Can I am I telling the truth? I know that's right. How many days we get off? How many sick days? How many, you know, you know, you know, uh, what's the 401k match? We go and all that stuff, but we don't crack open this Bible to learn our benefits. And we are destroyed because of lack of what, y'all? Knowledge of your access. And I'm, I'm not going to preach no more, but we're going to go. <laughs> amen. The, the final topic, amen. We go in the last, last couple of minutes. Have y'all been blessed by this today? Amen. 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 God's word can come out in so many different ways. Amen. We're so glad that he's been doing. The last thing we're going to talk about is uh, the responsibility of the cross. Somebody say responsibility. As Christians, when we accept the completed work of Jesus Christ, we then become disciples of, of Jesus Christ. And how many know that Jesus poured into them uh, for a period of years and then he told them that I'm about to leave you, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send a comfort that's going to lead, teach and guide you in all truth. But he was pouring in them for the moment that he would be gone so that the real work of the church could begin. And with that, they had a heavy responsibility to carry on and build kingdom. I want to read you this scripture, Mark 16, the, uh, 15 and 16 says this. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Matthew 28 and 19 and 20 says this. Therefore, go 
and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples, somebody say new disciples, to obey all the commands that I've given you and be sure of this, that I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And so I want to ask the panel, anybody that wants to chime in, uh, how... Um, how responsible are we as Christians to advance the kingdom and how can we most effectively do it? I'm going to ask it again. How responsible are we as Christians to advance the kingdom and how can we most effectively do it? The responsibility of the cross, I feel like, you know, as they were saying, I was raised in a church, but when I switched and started dancing with the devil, um, it's like it took God to put my back up against the wall to realize the responsibility of the cross. To me, the responsibility of the cross is change. I got to know, I mean, Lord, help me to change my ways. You know, once I gave my life back over, take that marijuana out my mouth, take the cussing out my mouth, take just being a street girl, if you just want to put it like that, because I wasn't raised like that. So um, as time went on, as the responsibility went on, and still, God still gave it to me. He took one step, I had to take the next. I couldn't have him to do it all. So I, I had to change my company, um, just turn my back on certain people. And then the responsibility of the cross to me is the redemption. I mean, God, keep the sin away from me, um, keep the evil things away from me. So I had to stay in the word, even though I still slipped, because I was still trying to grow. But still, the responsibility of the cross—it's a lie. It's a two. It's, it go both ways. It just always go both ways. Um, it's hard when you by yourself trying to change. Cause I thought that I put the responsibility on my parents. Even that's going back to with the assets. I still look to my parents to be the responsibility. But it still came to me. Cause on judgment day, I'ma be right there by myself. It's just only going to be me. I'm going to be responsible for my actions. So I need to be the one to get it right and do right. That's how I feel about responsibility of the cross. Amen. One, one last comment from somebody. Amen. My, um, my thing about the re responsibility of the cross, God gave us access. So um, at the end of the day, we have victory. At the end of the day, we have won. We're on top and we're not on the bottom. And God had that plan through his son, Jesus. So when I look at the cross, I see me winning. I'm on, I'm on God's squad now. Amen. So I can walk with a certain swag now. Because, you know, I'm, I'm on God's team now. So when I was on the devil's team, I had a swag. Now I'm on God's team and I have a better swag now. You know, I... I'm a firm believer, if I'm, if I'm in something, I'm proud of what I'm doing. And I'm proud to say I'm a Christian. I'm proud to say I'm a man of God. Just like my son look up to me to be taught. I look up to God, you need, you need, I need to be taught by you too, God. My son is nine months old and, and he looks to me and his mom for knowledge, for teaching, for understanding. That's the same way we should come to God as a child. God, show me in your word how to live this life. You've already won it, so show me how to win. 
And a lot of times, like uh, Lady Tiffany said, the battle is in our minds. We are already defeated in our minds. I, I, I think about, I'm kind of picking by uh, going off topic here, but Michael Jordan beat you in the mind. Before he stepped on the court, you're already defeated. You're already afraid. You're already in fear because he had you beaten his mind. You're already terrified already. And if the enemy knows that he can beat you in your mind, if he can get your mind off the cross, if he can get you, to, get you off uh, the victory that God has given you, the peace that God has given you, the joy that God has given you, if he, if he can get you off of these things that God has done, then the responsibility of the cross has no effect. So our job is to stay in the word. Our job is to uh, bring these scriptures to life. Not just quote a scripture, but walk that scripture out. Even if, even if you're reading uh, one scripture a day, meditate on that scripture. Use that scripture. Apply that scripture. I mean, just a, a, a simple scripture is God so loved the world. You think about that. He loved us so much that he gave his best gift. Meditate on that. You know, think about that. Think about the significance of God loving you and giving you the best. And the responsibility is also on us. We can't turn our back on the cross. It's always going to be there. God is already, he's always going to be there saying, come up higher. Give me more. Do less for the world. Do more for me. You know, when, 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 you, when you look at the world and you look at uh, being a child of God, the world is all about I, 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 I got to have this. I got to get this. It's all about me. I don't care about anybody. But God is all about serving. And once we get that idea that I'm here as a servant, I'm here to work in the kingdom, and it's, it's not particularly in the house of God. It's more people out in the streets that need you. It's more people on the job that need you. It's more people in your workplace that need you than in the house. So, so think about that. You know, I, I used to look at myself and say, how can I, how can I tell somebody about God? How can I? Uh, teach Sunday school about God. I'm so young. I, I'm, I don't know that much. But when you realize that God loves you, you can do a lot on love. You can run on love. Amen. You can continue on love, but you, you first got to receive that love from God. Yep. And that, that's my thing. Just re receive God's love. If you have not accepted God, Ask him into your heart. You don't have to be in church to receive God. You can receive God anywhere, but build on that relationship with God. Get in a good Bible-believing church. This is a good place. Just threw that out there. This is a good place. But get into a uh, Bible-believing church. A lot of times we, we want to be saved, but we don't want to go to church. We don't want to work. We don't want to do anything. And <laughs> Excuse my my coworker. Uh, tequila's here, and she always say, uh, you know, don't don't go to Bedside Baptist. You know, you know what? You know, going to church, watching it from home. Be active, get involved. And and when Pastor Tony was talking about access, you have access to the church. How can you be saved 
and not want to be around God's people? How can you be saved and not want to interact with God's people, not want to get in the community, not want to do the things of God? You have to interact. So that, that's my thing. We're responsible for the cross and what we do. And God has already given us the victory on the cross by what he did. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. Can we thank the panel today? Amen. Were you blessed today? Come on. Can we stand and just bless the Lord for them? Amen. Were you blessed today? Were you enriched with the word the same way if I got up here and preached? Amen. Come on. Let's thank God. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, it's in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you, Lord, for sharing and reminding us that, Lord, that the, the, that the activity that happened on the cross was just the beginning of our Christian experience, Lord. And though many of us have been saved a long time, Lord, we have not moved from our cross experience, God. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we have deeper revelation of the freedom that we have as a result of what you did on the cross. We thank you, Lord, that we have a deeper access and an understanding of the access that we have to healing and freedom and, and, and blessing and honor and protection, God, as a result of the completed work of the cross. And Lord, most of all, Lord, we understand the weight and the responsibility that we have as Christians, as Jesus followers, to go out and make disciples, to go out and grow the kingdom. The Lord, that we're not going to be satisfied with just uh, my, my four and no more, God, but Lord, we, we're going to have a burden that when we see people that are not reconciled with you, God, we are going to share your goodness. We are going to share our testimony of how you have blessed us and how you changed us and how you raised us up and how you have made us better as a completed work of your cross, God. So we thank you, Lord, for burning the burden, God, for those who are wayward, those who are far from you, God. Lord, burn it on the, on the, on the inner recesses of our spirits, God, to witness, to show love, to show kindness, to show goodness to those that are less fortunate those that are without you God we thank you Lord that from this day Lord that you were branded on our hearts God that you will put an insatiable desire in our hearts God to see your, king, your kingdom be built up evermore God Lord that the enemy that the enemy's camp and his kingdom will be torn down brick by brick as we walk out to build your kingdom that we will we will build the kingdom by witness to witnessing to one person at a time for praying for one person at a time Lord for testifying of your goodness one person at a time God and as we do it God you will multiply the good works that we do Lord we thank you we bless you in Jesus name we pray amen and amen come on can we give God a praise today Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.